You're listening to the Evolution Exchange podcast Nordics, a melting pot of ideas and inspiration shared by some of the most successful technical leaders in the Nordic region. I'm Sam Williamson. I help connect businesses with their tech talent. Today, I'm your host. Welcome to another installment of the Evolution Exchange podcast. Today, I'm joined by Christian, Joachim, and Edward to discuss the topic of the importance of work-life balance. Before we delve deeper into the topic, let's work around the room with some introductions and please tell us what work-life balance means to you. Christian, I'll come to you first. Thank you very much, Sam. So my name is Christian. I'm coming from an engineering manager position at Trustpilot. We're a um, global uh, SaaS company uh, operating in the trust business, I would say, uh, review site. Uh, as a product, but um, very globally oriented and have a diverse team um, of engineers there um, working the modern or the future way of work with with hybrid uh, setup. So yeah, other than that, um, based in Denmark, uh, in the more rural area with my family, have two kids. And uh, yeah, that's also why I'm quite passionate about this topic is to keep a little bit of balance in uh, private life uh, versus the work life, which is uh, taking up a lot of space. Well, both parts, actually. <laughs> so, yeah, that's roughly it from me. Excellent. And Joachim? I am Joachim. Um, I am the CTO of a small company in Copenhagen called Copenhagen Optimization. Um, I've been part of it since since uh, the first lines of code, and uh, we're building a software as a service platform for airports to do their sort of uh, operational planning um it's going well and um and in terms of work-life balance to me it is very much about sort of having the autonomy uh over my own time and and being able to you know discuss with with the people that i work with what when we do work that we need to do um, and not sort of have too many strict rules about it. So I can go do a workout in the morning. Um, I can I can leave early, work in the evening. Uh, my teammates can can take care of picking up their kids and stuff like that. So so that's uh, that's what it what it basically means to me. Fantastic. And last but not least, Edward. Hello, I'm Edward. I'm a manager at Deloitte Copenhagen, uh, based in Copenhagen. Originally, I'm from Ukraine, but I've been living in Denmark for the last eight years. And uh, uh, in my career, I have experienced quite uh, a lot of different uh, work-life balance situations, as I have experienced many different working cultures. I've done a bit of research at Samsung Electronics previously, and now I'm going into consulting uh, as a manager, but at all costs, I'm trying to avoid uh, people, people responsibilities. Uh, so I am not responsible for other people's <laughs> work-life balance. So I'm I'm here uh, in a large capacity to learn as well because I have to internalize. I'm coming from the background, uh, as a uh, from the cultural background that sort of urges me to identify myself through my work, to the quality of my work, amount of time I put into my work, and I'm and living in Denmark sort of is a big motivator to relearn or internalize different different uh, habits, different uh, approaches to that. So um, yeah, that's what I'm what I'm striving to do. <laughs> Some fantastic introductions there. Thank you, guys. 
So now we've, we've established a kind of a context on each of you and what work-life balance means to you, let's move on to the topic in focus. You've all prepared a statement or a question around work-life balance. And as usual, we'll work around a room and pose your question and the reasons behind it to each of you to give you an opportunity to give your take on the situation. Let's start with Christian's. So Christian's is focused around work-life balance in distributed teams. And he wants to know how do you manage expectations when working in different time zones in the digital world of always being online? Christian, I'm going to come to you first to, to give us a bit of context on that question. Yes, absolutely. Um, so uh, I, uh, as I mentioned initially in my introduction, um, work with distributed teams in this uh, hybrid uh, setup, um, which um, means that uh, different time zones are involved. Um, you have also uh, different cultural backgrounds with needs. Um, here in Denmark, for example, I think it's also important to give some context. We have a 37 hour work week and um, usually People take that quite serious. Uh, if you have to pick up your kids, um, you have to leave at a certain time. So after five o'clock, uh, there's not too many people in the office, at least back in the days when you had regular office hours. Um, Friday afternoon, usually you don't go to, um, you don't book meetings because everybody's rushing out uh, for the early weekend. Um, and this is just to give a little bit of context to, to international um Audiences, but but more of like yeah, um, having distributed teams where, for example, some people work in the UK and uh, they are an hour behind from Central European time, and and, and teams working in uh, in Eastern European time zone. This means that you have uh, I don't know 50 hour work week if you want to cover every time zone. <laughs> um, obviously, that doesn't really work. So it would require that you uh, chip in um, here and there, um, which which makes it uh, a lot more, um, yeah, difficult to to manage and balance everything. So that's a bit of a rough context, I think. Excellent, Joachim. I believe we're coming to you first uh, for the answer. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I totally. Uh, I totally get the context, and I mean, we're so being a. Even though we're based in Copenhagen, we just opened a, a small office in Boston, small so far at least, and um, and we basically only have one Danish client. So, so uh, all of our clients work in in different time zones, and that's interesting as well. Um, I feel the culture that we have is is about respecting that people are you know uh, across time zones, and um, and we. I feel like we have a lot of goodwill from uh, from from my from my teammate at least uh, from my teammates uh, in terms of responding out of office hours because our clients uh, work out of office out, out of Danish office hours and and um, we just try to make sure that if if something goes on that requires you know more than a quick quick response if something requires taking a deeper look into something specific outside of working hours that that we respect people taking that t same amount of time off or you know um taking a rest day the day after uh, if it's been a long day or something like that so um another thing is i mean slack is very good at it has it has this feature telling you that this person is in another time zone um that's helpful to to sort of remind you about respecting that um another thing is 
trying to avoid sending emails in the evening if you're working in the evening and just, you know, doing that delayed send thing where it sends the email in the morning at nine or something. That's that's some of the things that that we do and 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 we've also tried to um try to make like an explicit thing is when when do you use with what kind of um communication platform when do you when do you write on slack when do you send an email when do you call or send a text message those those kinds of things um getting that getting that explicit in how how you want um your culture to be i think is 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 very important to to talk about i uh, does that sort of uh yeah. Does, that, does that make sense in terms of what you, uh, what yeah, you guys yeah, do? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Especially, I think uh, you nailed it with uh, with the, your point on on Slack. I think the tools uh, we uh, we use are uh, are getting better to to help us in guidance. Uh, I guess, um, yeah. But I don't want to get too much into it because I know at the end I have to answer my quite own questions. So. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Yeah, it's very easy to. Uh, well, uh, Joachim set a good good foundation for me for this answer. <laughs> it's it's very easy to talk about this now because it's 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 a lot about being respectful and strategical about uh, uh, strategical in your communication when to send out invites to meetings, when to to set up those meetings, respecting time zones, respecting their working hours, and then maybe possibly negotiating, being a little bit empathetic about like people working hours, especially when you work with somebody who has uh, quite drastic, dramatically different time zones working, uh, have experience with working people uh, with people at the same time from states and from India and uh, arranging meetings uh, in, in that setting is, is getting a bit challenging, but it's it worked uh, just nicely. If uh, preparing uh, and and being strategic about questions, preparing uh, the agenda, and being like understanding on like how people people want to approach uh, the meeting, and like it's 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 a lot about that. Um, <clears throat> I, I can't really have <clears throat> much more about that because it's yeah. It's it's a lot about respect and about empathy for me. Yeah, I agree. I, I think I, I, I need to then, then instead of maybe answering the question, let's just put it a little bit more into context because I, I had I had to face this um, when especially let's say the summer season here. So July, uh, everybody in Denmark takes it for granted that productivity drops to uh, about 10% or less. <laughs> and that's due to the fact that uh, just, yeah, we have uh, in Denmark um, five weeks vacation and a lot of employers uh, state being uh, one of the biggest employers um, in in Denmark um, asks for people to take a, a, at least three weeks block uh, in the summer. Uh, and most people take that in that period because schools are closed, kindergarten is closed, everybody is closed. And, and that means also that the businesses eventually get closed. So to bring it back to the question, the context here is when working in a, in a distributed or an international environment, uh, this is not necessarily granted. Um, so uh, that the entire com uh, com company is, is blocked by releases or uh, the productivity drops us dramatically. And so I think it's important to, to get this cultural understanding and the background um, because um, 
I mean, otherwise, what I have met in my experience is that uh, you being you being questions like why why are you planning or not planning anything for that period, or why are you telling me that uh, yeah yeah uh, in the summer period uh, we have to take one month out of uh, productivity because uh, people are going on vacation. And it's like yeah, people go on vacation all the time. So what? Let's move on. Let's go on. Keep pushing forward. Um, but it has a real impact here, um, and and I think that's um, super important to communicate this. Uh, so, so yeah, uh, and I think the the tools are not helping on that part yet uh, to implement. Uh, so you can have reminders of uh, public uh, holidays because I often met, uh, especially working a lot with uh, towards the UK, uh, where there are different bank holidays in Denmark versus um, versus the UK, and then oftentimes. Uh, it takes some time to to get to a meeting and get uh, get everybody in a room, right? Because of these small things, which you just usually don't take into account when you do your project planning or uh, um, yeah, release um, scheduling. So yeah, I don't know if that answered my question. <laughs> it's fairly complicated. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. Uh, you're welcome. Click on. Edward, I think you've got your hand up there. Oh. Yeah, I, I, I think I, I kind of forgot that uh, uh, moving to Denmark was a big shock. You're absolutely right, uh, Christian. Uh, uh, this this vacation setup, uh, this the July month is is a very very low key month in Denmark, and 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 it's been quite a journey for me to get used to that. And the same the same goes for the Christmas time. So uh, I'm I'm used to celebrating Christmas a bit later. <laughs> Yeah. So it's it's also like idle time, and then uh, I'm expecting to get stuff stuff done. I wanna I wanna get stuff done before the year's over and stuff like that. And but people are away, <laughs> so understanding that well, it's it's quite important. Yeah, I was gonna say uh, I I, uh, I had a Ukrainian colleague at one point um, as well, and and she was. Christian Orthodox, so the Christmas was skewed a little bit, and that was just perfect for our setup because that meant that that she would she would be uh, working and and watching the system while we while the rest of the team was on vacation. So we sort of just tried to make the best of of those uh, discrepancies across cultures and and across uh, um, well not really time zones in this regard, but but yeah, I think you uh, I think you're right there. Yeah, uh, definitely surviving those uh, cultural differences firsthand helps to understand how it is for other people. So it's a, it's quite a valuable experience, but hopefully uh, people can learn from from our experience as well. That's it, guys. That's why we're here to, to add value back to that, that tech community. Now, I think moving on to, to the next question, unfortunately, one of our participants today, Thor, uh, was not able to attend, um, but we're still going to go through his question. So we might not be able to get some context behind it. So guys, we'll just try and have to answer it as best as we can. But um, he wanted to know, where do you think we're going with respect to the 40-hour work week? Will the terms such as part-time and full-time employees become obsolete? I think with this one, uh, Edward, we'll come around to you first. It's such a great question. I was uh, very, very excited to think about it and to 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 share some of my insights. And um, it's it's kind of hard to tell where we are going because it's it's a bit. Uh, I have to I have to make make a lot of assumptions. So who are those we? As a consultant, I don't know where I'm going with 40 hours work week. <laughs> maybe maybe not so far. 
<laughs> but uh, in general, I think it's it's a very important question to in general to impose uh, where are we going with the 40-hour working week because uh, software engineering work is a little bit special in that regard. And uh, I don't know. I I I honestly don't believe that war eight hours a day of programming is a very realistic thing to do and uh, for me this was always kind of a conflicting part of like how how people might would expect me to to code for eight hours and now i see well after the years that it's not really possible there are some people who can do it and there are some situations where i can do it and it's it's totally possible but i feel like there's a share of people who uh well, who are productive during certain time, and the rest of the time they wind uh, wind down or think about the problem, internalize some decisions and something something like that, and then, of course, have some time off and rest. And um, I really hope that we are going away from forty hours work week. I know it's a it's a bit of a a bit of a stretch uh, because it's it, it of course depends on the situation. I don't know if it's if it's good news for uh, smaller businesses going away from forty hours a week, where like every hour of every employee like has a probably quite a lot of impact. I spent most of my time working for large companies where I would say yeah we need to advocate for going away from that because it's like it's not always healthy and uh, and and not always uh, all the teams can supplement this pipeline of just work going work 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 and it's 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 like a, it has to be a perfect distributed system with everything working concurrently and we know from programming how hard that is it's extremely hard so so if computers can do it really well i am well of course we are in charge of those computers but that's only only supports my idea that we're not really good at <laughs> at managing like those uh, concurrent processes and i mean sort of creating uh, digital products is is a concurrent process hopefully if there's multiple people involved at least fantastic answer and christian i think we'll come to you with with the next one uh that's a it's a it is a tricky one um i believe that um we we're really challenged there with this uh because we as a society get more and more interwined um and so far we had very um let's say uh the rules around working have been defined uh by each state um and so since we are working especially within um it and as knowledge workers um especially we are working as i mentioned before in different time zones uh, uh, with influences um where there's a, a uh, tendency and a pressure to work more in regards to being available but then the definition of what exactly work is is um it's becoming difficult and then the outcome of what you expect to measure on so this time factor i think is definitely not um the 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 golden standard we should measure on because um, sitting around for let's say 40 hours or 37 as we uh, established earlier here in Denmark is is not necessarily telling if you're productive or not. So uh, Denmark is doing quite well internationally um, on productivity, a lot more productive uh, than the US, Canada, Japan or Australia. 
despite a few working hours. Um, so I think that is it is interesting of like how how efficient, how effective are you in the in that time, and if you can change the goals to something else um, of what you want to achieve, and then give the freedom as Joachim also mentioned previously. Uh, to my question, then I think we're going to the right direction. But it's going to be super difficult because uh, the statement alone is is a very unionized uh, formula, which which sets sound somehow the boundaries and and the laws are usually behind on how we regulate uh, work. So I think that's really the difficulty here. Uh, I think we, in general terms, always going to have people who want to work less. Or, uh, and, and we should give the freedom and opportunity for, for people to work more. Um, but, um, but it's an individual thing. And then the trend generally these days is very much on uh, giving back time to people. But yeah, that's from me. Yeah, yeah, I think you're on to something. I just want to uh, wanna take the thing you mentioned with... Um, uh, it, I don't remember how you how you mentioned it, but but I was it made me think about this four day work week. Um, so so like there's a lot of um, even governmental institutions uh, experimenting with four day work weeks instead of five, so having a longer weekend, uh, but you know measuring the same amount of productivity. Um, so so that doesn't really come down to time; it comes down to productivity in a different sort of measurement and also the 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 thing you mentioned with the the freedom again i think i would i would say this i don't know if you know the the expression but but some people live to work and some people work to live um and i definitely feel like we we can we can choose to live to work if we find the kind of work that's fulfilling and meaningful and and all those uh, things that are also kind of business trendy right uh, but but they're also true in 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 uh, in our day and age and i think that's a very important part of the work life balance because that if you see it like that then there's no work life balance at all it's just life um, and you have fun working and uh, and that's that's i think that's uh, yeah, we'll probably get back to that at some point. <laughs> I'll let it what it will take the <laughs> take the mic. It's a very good summary that you gave about this uh, with this saying, uh, "Work to live and live to work." Uh, I think it's a very interesting, interesting way of uh, sort of showing the balance. It's like two sides, and uh, I'm, I'm definitely uh, coming from the side where I. Uh, live to work <laughs> and uh, uh, that uh, uh, was quite a quite a big uh, what a cultural clash uh, when when I discovered that that's not how the majority people of people around me live <laughs> and, uh, and fortunately or unfortunately I think it's uh, uh, there, there is a lot of to learn from the other uh, group of people there's a lot to 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 absorb and I think uh, there is a scary, there is a scary term. It's I'm getting a bit into a controversial area called internalized capitalism, where, where people try to get every minute count, and that's that's more of like that's the, I know that I know how it is. So I'm I, I feel like there's a lot of 
negative as well. And this uh, along it goes along with the Christian's question about like being always on. It's 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 a horror scenario to be always on. Like even even if you live to work, you have to somehow someday just stop and like. Say okay, I have to. I have to have some sleep. I have to watch a movie without thinking about work. And for me, it's been a co- constant problem. Like just putting work on hold and not thinking about work, uh, going going to, to to a vacation and not trying to do some coding, some some decision making, something like that. So it's a it's such a it's such a uh, burning problem in general. I don't think it's it's just me. It's a lot of people who are uh, struggling with this. I got to jump in here. A uh, quick comment. Uh, I agree. Um, it, 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 it is it is a it, it is a big problem. I think um, it has to do with the fact, especially coming out from the, this global pandemic with the, the impacts of COVID. Uh, so in general, I think we have to acknowledge also that there is the reduced time of attention span. I read a statistic that uh, it has uh, post pandemic been reduced to nine seconds now. Uh, so you can keep the attention of a person in a conversation for nine seconds unless you really uh, fight for it, uh, which is uh, dramatically uh, little, right? And um, th- I think this is a part of, of us being constantly bombarded by information. So as we probably all read during the pandemic that there was this all this guidance that you have to go out and become a tree hugger and um, <laughs> not. Uh, but this uh, there's there's definitely a trend of 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 um of merging your work life in some sort of way where both culturally but also mentally um to 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 balance out burnout and stress and whatnot we are we are surrounded with and there's constant notifications uh, popping up everywhere um that 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 you seek into a different direction and then balance it out because it again uh, as i mentioned earlier as knowledge workers uh, let's say you work part-time, um, which would be then, let's say, 20 hours a week. Uh, you get a problem in the 19th hour. You, you can't just let it go, right? Even if you stop working, you still think about it. So how do you measure that? Um, and would it be would it make sense to then stop thinking and say, well, okay, I, I'm not working anymore. I'm going to come back on Monday and then start thinking again. It's it's we are just not machines. We don't uh, work like that. So um, I, I think we have to give the flexibility or take the flexibility back into uh, consideration here. Edward, have you got something to add? Uh, yeah, I must say uh, it's. Uh... It's there's a lot of stuff that Christian said that sort of uh, it uh, it inspires me to a lot of different things. So I, I could recommend a book called uh, Getting Things Done, and you probably not heard about it or read it or listened to it, uh, which kind of uh, taught me to yeah exactly. <laughs> uh, uh, so so this book kind of taught me a little bit on how to stop how to stop thinking about this problem, how to not work, or at least, uh, yeah, I mean, in, in that regard, it was very useful. I think uh, there's another thing that I wanted to to highlight in what Christian said, there is like some secret in, uh, in, the, in this productivity that the Danish work environment sort of has, uh, which is uh, which has this d- different nature, and uh, uh, I'm sorry if I'm getting a bit controversial, <laughs> but uh, what if uh, what I'm sort of I've gotten used to is not to 
uh, 40 hours or 37 five uh, hours work week uh, our work week uh, but more to a, a week of respecting commitments and other people's time I, I don't know if it's um, if, if I think that much so now as I'm consultant of course I think a lot about hours but in my prior experience it's <laughs> it's, it's a lot about uh, respecting other people's time respecting commitments uh, respecting what I'm expected to deliver uh, and it's way way less about having like the exact counter of hours so a lot of teams where I worked uh, abolished this uh, practice of like tracking time uh, and only if used it, then it used only to like see the velocity and maybe plan ahead and say, okay, can we do it this week? What's the level of energy like to to strategically just use this purely for planning, not for any kind of uh, performance evaluation? Yeah, yeah, and 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 Christian mentioned this uh, earlier, where sometimes the law is kind of behind the the, the norms uh, in mm-hmm. society, and and I feel like the only thing we 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 do have to register time, um, but it's mo it's it's only because uh, SCAT, the Danish uh, tax authority, needs to distinguish the time we spend on maintenance and and uh, mm. and new development. Oh. And so, the, so it's basically law telling us we need some way to figure out how much time we spend on each thing to separate it. And uh, I mean, we really, really fought hard uh, with our accounting company to figure out how can we not do that because it's super wasteful. Um, but uh, there was just no no real solution for us, at least. Uh, but but I totally get what you're saying. It it should be uh, yeah output focused. I'm happy to hear it's not controversial. <laughs> <laughs> We're with you, man. It's not it's wrong, but controversial, I think. Uh, there's some fantastic dancers there. So uh, thank you, Thor, for his question. We we all wish you a speedy recovery, my friend. And um, I'd like to come on to the Joachim's question next. Um, and it's very philosophical, really. Um, he's put to the, the panel, under what circumstances does work-life balance become an option for an individual? Joachim, are you able to enlighten us a bit more on, on what you meant by that? Uh, enlighten is a strong word, but I can. Uh, <laughs> I think we, we touched upon it a little bit uh, in some of the earlier conversations. What I mean is, how much of i mean the this crowd we're all in tech we're all working in software development we we spend a lot of time thinking about these things um and making sure that the people we work with consider these things at least and and that we respect uh, other people's time as edward said um and not everybody has the opportunity to actually uh, prioritize that um, compared to a lot of other things going on in, in, in their lives. It's a little bit back to the working to live or living to work thing. Um, but yeah, so that was sort of, that was just what I wanted to address in, in whatever form that you guys think of. Fantastic. Uh, Christian, I believe we'll come to you first for this one. All righty. Well, it is definitely a philosophical question. It's quite interesting uh, one too. Um, so I think um, again, taking back into context of where we are, uh, we're in a in a good position here in Denmark uh, compared to international standards. So I think um, 
Uh, I read statistics uh, that uh, by by the OECD um, that uh, in Denmark there's about uh, 66 to 68 percent of people who are devoted to personal care compared to the standard uh, from the OECD, uh, which is uh, around 63 percent. So what does this mean? Uh, having uh, prioritizing um, spare time, interest, sleep, eating. Uh, whatever that takes you, keeps you in a balance, it has a higher priority here in Denmark. Um, I believe that's the same uh, for the for the Nordics in general, uh, so our Scandinavian uh, brothers and sisters. Um, I, we, we're kind of similar. Um, but but this gives, gives us a, a baseline. Uh, bringing it then to work, uh, I think you have to look at what are the barriers here. Uh, so I read a study that um, outlines, okay, what are the, the threats uh, to work-life balance? And uh, usually we'd think like, okay, it is uh, your supervisor, your boss, which is rated around 13%. Um, burnout is 16%. And um, the work itself is only 14 Now, the interesting parts, which I think is a company culture being 24%. Uh, and the biggest part is personal perfection, which is, stands for 33%. So th these are remarkable numbers because um, coming back to your point earlier, Edward, is what can you do? Well, everybody, we all part participate or contribute to the company culture. So it's not necessarily you, your, your, uh, your superior who is, who is giving you the time off or says like, yeah, 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 take a rest day or uh, balance things out. Uh, I think the struggle is really coming from within and your peers. Uh, because if you see uh, everybody else around you working late hours, you feel inclined to work late hours as well. And, um, that's really the challenge here. It's like saying, okay, what is the gold standard we want to set in the company? What is the acceptance criteria we want to have here? Uh, we talked earlier about technical tool sets that can help us, but I think we have to talk about the the values here very much too uh, in the company. What 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 do we want to promote here? Um, I hope that sort of gives a, a little bit of an answer. <laughs> Definitely, you you uh, you got some of the some of the things that that i also thought about like what how much does the workplace actually uh influence the 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 decision or um just i mean there has to be some autonomy that comes from the supervisor in terms of being able to go whenever you want but i think those numbers are pretty interesting what do you think uh, edward uh, i I'm, I'm very happy to hear that the people do have or like workers have impact on how how the work-life balance manifests in their life. I, th I love this question. I think it's a fantastic question to consider because I've I've recently happened to to be exposed to a situation where that has been sort of the 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 the, the subject of a discussion. So uh, the the uh, uh, a certain certain leader uh, voiced a, uh, a, an opinion where they said that it's a it's a 100 percent uh person's choice whether they want to work uh more than 40 hours a week or less it's 100 and and 
And I, by nature, I'm coming from uh, the background, which is more like the cultural background, which is used to authoritarian regimes and stuff like that. So I'm, I'm inclined to, to, to disagree with everything <laughs> and with this as well. Uh, uh, so I, I, I don't feel like that at all. And I feel like in a lot of situations, so in, in the perfect scenario, it is maybe 100%, maybe in a completely perfect isolated scenario in like a, in a sphere, a person in a sphere, uh, in a vacuum, then they can do that. <laughs> but I, 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 I honestly don't believe that, that it's, it's, it's a, like a personal choice. There's so many factors to our life. And, uh, I mean, haven't we learned from what has happened like during the, like recent, <laughs> all the recent events, the last couple of years was like a perfect example how it's, I mean, at some point I felt like it's not, not at all <laughs> my, my decision to do whatever. So uh, at one of the companies where I worked during the COVID time, uh, we've decided to have like a, a maintenance period during COVID because it's so dangerous to roll out anything, which like, I want to be productive. This is this is outrageous. <laughs> well, and then then I got sick, so then I couldn't work, and then then like I can't work forty hours. I can't work five hours a week. So it's I, I don't know. It's um, I, I feel like it's uh, it's quite to me. This is a quite a controversial uh, topic where where uh, it's the person's decision. So I've uh, I've been quite passionate about this, and uh, it's a very very thought-provoking question that uh, occupied my mind for a very long time. Uh, I think uh, I'm ha I'm very happy to hear that there is like a big impact from from the workers, but I, I still believe that leading by example is is a very big part. And and like looking, everybody's looking up to some kind of leader, and when leader does like stay in the office from very early to very late then people are inclined to mimic that behavior because this is this is how you succeed in this environment it's it's quite natural and i think it's it's our responsibility to not to well set the example where where people are inclined to burn out or like use it strategically or somehow it's it, it comes to the to many many different topics of like so how then yeah it comes down to my question as well <laughs> later on uh, that 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 if 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 lead, if people who become leaders are the people who identify through work, then then it's the situation where a certain kind of like other people can't have the work-life balance. So it's uh, eh, I think it, it's it, it, it's it's something that we will have to think. Not we, but a lot of companies and a lot of uh, a lot of leaders have to rethink. I feel like or they will have to rethink in the nearest future after when when, when maybe the, the world will even out a little bit. I think, Edward, you had a very good point in the last bit here where, especially where you uh, mentioned that it's sort of a self-fulfilling thing that, that if the leader has become the leader by exhibiting some way of working and some way of approaching the work-life balance, then that sort of spreads into the culture as something that's well-regarded. I think that's a very, very good uh, and valid point. Um, but also the parts that we already discussed, like being in Denmark, um, having such a nationwide safety net of, of 
nothing can go completely wrong if you lose your job <laughs> by prioritizing your, your private life. Um, but at the same time, being in the in 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 a company culture where you focus on how you relate to each other and how you work together with your colleagues and 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 actually trying to build something where you want to hang out with your uh, colleagues because they're fun to hang out with and interesting people and you they're fun to drink a beer with then then what then the, again back to christian's point then what is the boundary of work what is actually work and what is uh, fun and um and i think that that also blurs the line for us uh, having that sort of privilege to focus on these things um and at the same time delivering um what is what we commit ourselves to um to our clients and, and stuff like that so it's it's just uh yeah it, it it's it's strange how it can work together to 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 become something great uh, really really great and fun at the same time um as opposed to my mom, she works in in a in a government instance. She hates uh, <laughs> she hates work, um, and and I just really can't relate. I'm like, why don't you talk to your manager about this? And he, uh, but she, that, it's just not the culture, um, and it's too late. It's it, it can't sort of be. She can't start that cultural revolution from where she is. Um, but I feel like anyone at my company if they came to me or to another colleague with something can we do something can we do more of this then of course we will um because everybody it's it maybe a little bit back to the respect point that that you made earlier edward um but these are some of the circumstances i find this is is very interesting and what uh, what effect they have in the broader picture as well uh, it looked like you you had some thoughts christian what do you think Yes. Um, well, I, I, I thought about this. Uh, we probably all experienced it, at least in the past, that, uh, you know, it's uh, getting close to the weekend and all of a sudden you get an email from your superior saying, hey, um, can you please check up on this uh, for me or something similar? And you think like, oh, my bloody hell, is he out of or her, uh, out of her mind, um, his or her mind? And um, the interesting thing is the context, right? Uh, in that in that sentence, there's no time uh, frame mentioned. So it's about uh, being clear in the communication as well, both from the sender of the message, but also uh, not being afraid of setting boundaries for yourself uh, when saying, "Yeah, yeah, sure, I can do that." Uh, um, first thing in the morning on uh, Monday or uh, by by mid uh, next week because of whatever reason, and that might be fine. You can also just ask back, is it uh, urgent or not? Of course, you can also send that and uh, context in. It's just like, yeah, it's not expected from you to do this right now. Um, but I think a lot in this, uh, a lot goes into the communication effort. Uh, we we uh, and how how much effort we we have or put into the into the sending this message um, because everything is up into uh, interpretation, especially with all these modern tools we have today, like Slack and uh, Teams and whatnot. Um, you can always fire up a message and then uh, and then you move on with your life um, until you get something back. Oh, Edward, what do you have to say? 
I, I, I totally agree with you. This is very valuable uh, skill to set the boundaries and to 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 take it at your own pace. I've been through a situation like that uh, recently, relatively recently. Uh, my superior uh, gave me some kind of uh, some kind of task, and it was uh, Friday, and I had a day to to do it, and then I got the thing like fr- Friday morning. So so uh, and and it's it's also a different language for me. So it, we we communicated in Danish. And and then like all things come into play, the language barrier, my like uh, my uh, mentality. So I, I, I'm reading, I have my Friday to finish this thing. This is what I read. But what really was meant is that I somewhere I'm deciding where when that happens. I need to dedicate a day, tops. Like that's it's like it's like a time boxed thing. No more than a day to do something. The, the, and, and it's like. It's a big conflict for me, <laughs> so I, I I calm down and I, I say okay, um, let's I'll do it next week, starting from this to this, and then and then it turned out it was totally fine and everything was okay. But it's just the the difference in culture and like expectation, and I think it's a it's a great point uh, that you Christian uh, have raised about like setting setting the boundaries and like taking it at your own pace. Thank you. <laughs> Excellent, guys. Well, we'll move on to the final question. Edward, it comes around to yourself. So he's posed to everyone, what is equal opportunity in the work environment? I want to come to Edward first, as always, to, to give us a bit of context. So uh, there's probably a better way to phrase this question. But uh, what I was thinking about is is the question that was kind of sort of growing out of what uh, Joachim said. Um, if the only type of people who are his, like in a leadership position is the type of people who live to work, then there is a group of people who will never be able to succeed in the work environment. And, and or they will be in a constant conflict of interest with people who well, have different, different, different dynamics with work. So uh, I wanted to explore a bit what is your understanding of equal opportunity or how would it would manifest in 2000, uh, 2017 uh, or 2070, not 17, <laughs> maybe not that not that quickly, but how, how would it manifest? Like what is is there or, or maybe maybe you could say oh, it's impossible. So I, I, I just want to to know what you think, what is uh, uh, what 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 is the the overall idea? Like, is it possible to have a work environment where people who are uh, interested in maintaining work life balance can they succeed? Should they succeed? How a company uh, should or how leaders should establish the work environment that allows that? And should they do it? Maybe they shouldn't. I definitely think they should, um, <laughs> and I think it's a good point. I had uh, I had. Once I had a, an example of, of um, working to live, uh, a, a friend of mine who who said uh, very much also in sort of <laughs> piggybacking on the on the conversation we just had about boundaries. So he's he's uh, pretty, uh, I'd say, very successful working at, at one of the big uh, companies in, in, in Denmark. Um, as an agile coach, so I'd, I'd say that's sort of a leadership, sort of aspiring um, kind of job role. 
to inspire people um, around him and and um, across an organization. And he has a very he's 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 also worked with Deloitte in the past, and he's always had this very very clear boundary, saying I'm I'm only going to work um, 37 hours a week. And his superior superiors know that, and they are like, okay, that's fine. Um, and the reason he can do that, I think, is because he's doing a great job. He's he's we're back to this output um, perspective again, where it's about what can you do, what can you actually deliver, and, and then the time is less important. Um, and if you can fulfill, live up to your commitments, like uh, like you mentioned, then people will respect your, your your time and your decisions and how to do it. It's not really important. It, it becomes an implementation detail, as we call it. <laughs> <laughs> Is that sort of the... Um, yeah, it's it's a very good insight. Question. It, it, it's a good example of, uh, well, doing that, having, having this, well, the, your friend clearly has, well, the equal opportunity manifested. If if he could establish this kind of uh, balance or boundary in work, I think it's it's a very good answer. I think it's a great uh, great story as a as an example of how a person doesn't have to commit to some extremes to to succeed in the environment. And I think uh, I, I mean there's a lot of I hope there is a lot of stories like that. Um, I want to I want to quickly add to that. I, I yeah. think um, I think you have to split it up before you get to the uh, work-life balance part, uh, because if I see this as. Uh uh, as, as divided into three. So first, you need to have access to have equal uh, opportunity. <clears throat> and and by having access, uh, again, uh, looking at Denmark, uh, we we have a high standard, uh, again, referencing to OECD. Um, there are about 72 to 78% of uh, women in the workforce here compared to 59% uh, as a standard. So so looking at international uh, levels, we're doing quite well. Obviously, there's always room to improvement, but that's just looking at, at, at gender gaps. Um, there's uh, There are other parts which uh, personally close to my heart is the age thing. I think we have to look very much at, at inclusion of age. Uh, as well and with the needs that come uh, along with that meaning that we have uh, more and more older uh, elderly people in the workforce or potentially first how do we keep them that would be my second point is retaining um, how do we retain and then from the retainment is then the refinement and I think the refinement part is 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 within eventually the work-life balance uh, um, subsidiary of, of this of this um, topic. But um, there are different parts here, um, which which also granting accessibility and and how do you give the opportunity for everybody to to be present and 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 have a voice and not not exclude them by biases um, of whatever that could be because I mean we some of them we we mentioned so there could be a, a um, proximity so meaning that okay you have a bias to somebody being close to you that's why you would prefer them but that doesn't necessarily mean that they do a better job or uh, are more balanced in what they do it's just because you have this preperception of your close proximity and so on um, so I just wanted to give that in, in context here. Yeah. 
It's it's a good point. Uh, but do you agree that in terms of equal opportunity, we are, as, as Jürgen said, that the, the legislation or like the laws are behind the norms. Do you feel like the norms are reflected by the law in terms of equal opportunity? And if they are, where where is this or like can you can you support that with some examples maybe uh, from Denver? Um, I think well I mean I think from a law perspective again in Denmark uh, we're doing quite good um, mm-hmm. just as my my opinion um, but um, I think. I think it's more of like the peer pressure here that is the interesting part. So if you put some, I I just read that uh, that Sweden, for example, had a foreign policy where they were uh, had a part of the foreign foreign policy um, of pushing uh, gender uh, internationally, which is uh, assumingly not that interesting in the Scandinavian region. But looking towards uh, Middle East, uh, there can be done a lot of. Um, Given the political situation with Iran right now, um, and an acknowledgement of, of women's freedom, I think uh, that's where the group, as in many countries united, can set a precedence. Uh, but I think uh, that's becoming really difficult to discuss um, from a work environment. I think you have to um, you have to give the uh, and provide that, uh, but not. I'm I'm not sure if you want to regulate that. It's going to be really difficult to regulate. Oh, I agree. I agree. Regulating equal, the equality of opportunity is very is very complicated. But I'm 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 just a bit I'm a bit disappointed that uh, in a lot of situations it's it's about giving all the people the same racetrack to to run on, but. I mean, it's not really just that, or there, there, I feel like there is more to be done. And I think a lot of, uh, well, I mean, they're doing great. And I think Denmark is a good example on like legal, uh, legal part. I, I, I'm, I'm hoping there is there is more that can be done, or um, or I hope there's there, there might be an opportunity to to regulate it a little bit more, maybe hopefully, uh, or maybe invent the norms that would be uh, solid enough to to push the boundary higher. I think you have to you have to consider also the the the, the job itself. Yeah. So um, as a knowledge worker, uh, we have uh, given our um, we we have potentially uh, the opportunity to have a lot more flexibility than, for example, a front desk worker or uh, somebody working in a in a in a in a hospital. You know, you you can't work from home if you're working in a hospital because where are you going to go? You meet up in, at your home, right? And you don't have the medical equipment at home and also the hygiene and so on. So um, there are some jobs where you um, where you have given the context, you have some some boundaries and 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 we're not going to be able to change that um, as knowledge workers uh, especially with uh, software engineering uh, uh, we are a lot more privileged in that so we with especially during covid i mean it's been uh, nothing special everybody has a, a high uh, high bro- broadband internet connection at home and has their setup uh, already working so um, it was kind of easy to i think for most companies to, to, to go into that, um, but but other uh, workplaces it might be more difficult. Um, just as a small example here. 
Almost everyone, Christian. (laughs) (laughs) Dropping out a little bit. (laughs) Sorry for that. It's a good point. Uh, You're talking about like a completely different dimension of uh, equal opportunity that I haven't really considered. Uh, I've I've been to a LinkedIn debate recently where uh, a person would complain about uh, uh, recruiters reaching out to them and uh, advertising uh, remote work or flexible hours or a dress code like flexible dress code as a work perks, and they would they they were upset that this is not work uh, perks. This is just a standard. And then uh, there was a person who was doing HR and recruitment, and they were super upset because that wasn't uh, the norm in their field. They were like, "This is great. This is like, uh, this is a big perk for me if I if I don't have to wear a suit all the time," which was uh, quite a learning experience. And they were very upset about <laughs> this generalization. But the, it's a good point. Very insightful. I, I haven't really considered it from uh, the angle of different different fields i i've i've been lucky to to be a part of uh, essential staff during the COVID part so i had to go to work during some time but there hasn't been a lot of active work during that period but still i mean i i could only imagine how it is how it was to work as a as a nurse or something like some some medical staff it must have been way 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 uh, more demanding definitely before we conclude guys has anybody got something to, to round off edward's question are we all good excellent well i think it would be it would be rude not to to, to ask you all what you are doing this weekend to ensure you've got a work-life balance um, the listeners have come this far so uh Joachim, would you like to kick us off i am going to visit uh one of my good old friends tomorrow with a with a group of other um guys and we're gonna watch a, a stupid bad movie mortal Kombat, and we're gonna drink <laughs> drink some beers um, <laughs> and then saturday we have a, a dining week reservation with the with my family-in-law um so hopefully not too hungover by then that's <laughs> fantastic and edwards so I'm, I'm trying to incorporate the idea of uh, of one day for entertainment and one day for absolutely being idle uh, and that's that's how it's going to be we're going to go uh, to a museum with my wife uh, enjoy some art and then uh, uh, for the day we'll just chill and relax at home and maybe do some chores of course love that and finally Christian um, so uh, this is the week of um, the um the fall uh, holidays in uh, in Denmark, uh, which means that there is a, a little bit of a downtime, but also uh, some activities. So uh, we uh, we're going to take the kids out um, on Saturday for um, uh, some local park here, um, where they have some cultural activities, and uh, hopefully they're uh, gonna. To be together with some fresh air, make them tired and uh, <laughs> get them early to bed. So we have kind of also watch Marvel Combat or anything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Good luck with that. Um, that would be fantastic. Um, and and Sunday we have some uh, some guests coming over, which uh, we haven't seen for a long time. So uh, uh, yeah, I think I think social time is is totally underrated. Uh, inter- Interacting with other people in uh, human flesh, you know, I mean, life face to face—that's uh, that—that is uh, underrated. So I'm I'm looking forward to that. 
done fantastic uh, plans there. Fantastic plans. Okay. Well, we'll leave it there. Oh, yeah. Okay. So for me this weekend, I have got uh, something called Tough Mudder, which is a a 10 kilometer run where I'll be climbing walls, pushing people over, getting electrocuted in mud, uh, sweat, and I'm sure tears, um, and then plenty of beer after. So, yeah, Sunday I'll be in bed. I'll do that one day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> excellent excellent well thank you guys that's what we call a pub crawl eh? yeah <laughs> well I need to come to Copenhagen then I'll tell you that <laughs> give us a ring yeah I will do <laughs> Fantastic. Well, this has been the Evolution Exchange podcast. Uh, I would like to take this opportunity to thank Thor for his question, but also Christian, Joachim and Edward for not only providing their insights, but for some fantastic questions around the the work-life balance topic. Thank you all for listening. If you'd like to get involved with one of the upcoming podcasts, please reach out to me on LinkedIn or via email at sam.williamson at evolution-nordics.com. See you next time.